Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, family? Welcome to episode 44 of the Brett Pella Show. Uh, wow, 2021, off to a wild start, huh? The world burns, and yet here we are. Um, I am very excited to bring you guys this episode. This is with one of the most positive people I know, a really good buddy of mine, Alex Weaver. But before we get into it, a quick shout out to our sponsor for this week's episode, Blue Blocks. I, I love Blue Blocks. You've heard me talk about them a lot. Uh, I put ads on videos. I, I, I'm going to promote them on this podcast. Um, and I don't promote a company that I don't like. And, and I love this company. They I actually reached out to them asking if I could rep them because I use their products all the time. They make amazing blue light blocking glasses. Um, because the blue light from digital devices like your TV or your computer or your phone, uh, a lot of studies have shown that that artificial blue light disrupts your body's natural melatonin production. And then that disrupts your sleep cycle. So it gets you all messed up. And there was a time where I would go to bed and my eyes would be all hurt and bothered and my brain would be racing and I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. Um, and it was because I was up late at night and the only light around me was coming from a screen and I was staring at that screen, just annihilating my eyeballs. But now I wear these, uh, blue blocks glasses every night when I'm editing. Um, and they have a bunch of different ones. They have clear ones that I actually wear during the day. Uh, and they have these yellow tinted ones, the summer glows that I wear in the evening or at night. Um, so get, uh, a. uh, uh 15% off your order when you go to blueblocks.com. Use promo code BPS specifically for podcast listeners, specifically for Brent Pella Show listeners. Promo code BPS at blueblocks.com. I am so excited to bring you this show today. This is with a good buddy of mine. He has spoken at TEDx many, many times. Uh, he is not a motivational speaker, he is a positive speaker. And he's just a good vibes guy, man. I love this guy. We met doing stand-up out here in LA. Um, and I thought, what better way to counteract all the negativity and madness that's going on right now than to inject some happiness and positivity into your life and into my life and into anybody's life who watches or listens to this episode, hopefully. Um, so uh, without further ado, uh, please welcome my good buddy, Alex Weaver. Are you moving to Austin? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's a maybe. Yeah. I I felt like a little draw there. You know what's funny? My first time there, we were doing Don't Tell shows. My first time there, and I was going to the airport, and the Uber driver was this really cool, older black dude, and it only matters because he was super cool. Yeah. And had I trusted everything he said, sure. just implicitly. Yeah. And he was like, so you're home now. I was like, what's that now? He's like, you're moving uh, here. I swear to you. Really? That was three years ago. Wow. Um, he just said that out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. Wow. He inceptionized me. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's like one of those, uh, <laughs> he's like a character in a racist Disney cartoon. <laughs> oh, you know? How like, how like in the, in the 50s, all the black yeah. characters were just like these like mystical, mysterious yeah. guys and they would never, he's like that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like that. I, I was, it trusted him implicitly. But I might, dude. I might. It's yeah. um. But I miss. There's such like a a cool community here that I would miss. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, what about work stuff? I feel like I could do it from both because yeah. it was all either live, like I was traveling everywhere, mm -hmm. and now it's all like virtual. So it really doesn't matter. Even when live comes back, I think it'll be so both. live. So you you you're doing a lot of like um live event type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. Pre-apocalypse, right? 
Unreal, like, the yeah. difference in uh, it's lifestyle. It's insane. So you, but you were doing like American Ninja Warrior yeah. stuff. Now, yeah. But you were also doing speaking engagements. Yeah. yeah. And so now are you doing all that stuff over like Zoom? Dude, I don't know what Are you motivating people on Zoom while yeah. you're like not wearing pants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so it's funny. So short answer, yes. Yeah. Longer answer is like as a moral commitment, I'm like, I just started putting on dress shoes because I was like, <laughs> you, you just... It's only for me, but yeah. I can't look down and see like whatever silly striped socks and like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it was surreal cool. So I do positive speaking, which is my way of I think motivational speaking has like such a connotation. Mm-hmm. And that's not even really what I do. But it's a lot of like So you call it positive speaking. I do, but it's professional okay. speaking. So it's speaking at, you know, companies and colleges and high schools and organizations about self-belief and leadership and overcoming obstacles and mm-hmm. it's super fun. Uh, and I'll like use comedy and all that good stuff. Um, and then American Ninja Warrior. So literally pre-epoch. Yeah. Pre-epoch. like, bro, like, like four cities a week speaking by day. And then at night I'd go to the ninja gym in that city gearing up to compete on American Ninja Warrior for the second time. To compete? Yeah. Whoa. So I hosted with NBC American Ninja Warrior for two years. Yeah. And my job was literally to be a host who tried the most ridiculous obstacles and comedically failed. Right, right, right. So failed my face off. Yeah, yeah. For two years, they're all online. You can watch them. Millions of people have watched me fail, which is yeah. super, you know, inspiring. Uh, really makes me feel good. <laughs> um, and then kind of got bit by the bug and started to compete. So competed wow. last year. This year was set to. Um, but I'm training. I'm training now. now training are you, are tonight. You, Jesus, are you competing with like crazy ripped CrossFit type people that have been doing this forever, or is American Ninja Warrior kind of like anybody can try? Such a good question. Such a good question. Both. Yeah. The peep. I mean, what's super inspiring is that you'll see someone who like their backstory would be like, I'm a 45 year old housewife who like never did sports, and then they just like something went off in their brain and they got super dedicated to it. And they're doing it and it's yeah. badass. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have like a gymnast, rock climber, parkour person who's just like been doing this. They would be doing this even if it wasn't a sport. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like totally. my buddy Kyle Soderman, fantastic dude, is just parkouring off buildings as we speak right oh now. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, American Ninja Warrior Competition? Let me go do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so wild. Okay. So now. You, with the positive speaking stuff, you you and I met doing uh, stand up probably. Yeah, right. So so, so far, it was so, so far. So far stuff. was where I really feel like we. The so far, that's where our friendship blossomed. I feel like it. Did. Yeah. Now, prior to that, though, were you doing stand up? Stand up? Yeah. Did, were you like? Yeah. But I want to talk about the bro out too because, yeah. dude. I, I mean, I I love you. I love you, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. I really do, man. I I remember. The So Far Sound show we did, it was a, it was. And for a, folks who don't know, So Far yeah, Sound yeah. is a, it's an independent music community. They throw like house party shows, or you know shows in backyard grottos. These really cool secret locations, 100%. um, with awesome independent like artists. And 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 in L.A. they used to allow comedians to host the shows, and they do not anymore. Yeah, they stopped that. Uh huh. Kind of like right after us, I feel like. And this is. Pre-COVID, they stopped Pre-COVID, it yeah. because, um, I mean, I don't want to like throw anybody under the bus, but a lot of us were killing that shit. 
as comedians. Yeah. Me, Morgan, you, we were doing like really well, yeah. just opening the show with comedy. Yeah. And then the rest of the show was music. And some of the heads in LA, I feel like yeah. they thought we were taking attention away from the music. Maybe. So they wanted us to stop doing comedy and just host and just give the rules up front and then intro the artists and then leave. Yeah. And that is how they wanted the host duties to go. But dude, the audience loved comedy up top. It was, it was so unexpected. Fun. And all of us, there were maybe one or two guys that like, you know, they would do like a rape joke and then that's not the vibe. No, to it's do not a vibe. So it's very show. feel good. Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah. it was like happy and positive, good yeah. vibe type stuff. So like you, me, Morgan, Greg, so, we, were all, yeah. we were all killing it as yeah. hosts. And so I think when we got like new leadership in LA, they were like, uh, these guys are like stealing our swag a little Maybe. bit. Like, I don't think we should give them a platform. This is our platform. It was a so hard it felt stop. a little weird. It was a hard stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the one that I remember where like, cause I feel like we knew each other in the comedy world. But like, it's interesting because you'll meet people at shows, but you're not like totally hanging out. Everyone seems to be doing their thing. Yeah. And then at that so far, it was a private show and it was, was like it the big house. Yes. Yeah, we were in the backyard. Dude, that was crazy. Oh, that man. was. Uh, and I think both you and I were just like being so bro. That's when we were talking about the yeah. like, how'd you get this muscle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, muscle, yeah. 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 <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, how'd man. you get that muscle on your shoulder? Dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thing's my poking yeah, out. Yeah, dude. Thank you, bro. What is that, dude? Your carotidoid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my right nipple carotidoid. Yeah, yeah. carotidoid's looking dope, dude. Yeah, Sick carotidoid, you, dude. <laughs> dude, it's good times, though. So during that time, you were doing. Did you start doing stand up? Was that your first experience at like being live in front of an audience? Or did you ever do like speaking, public speaking type stuff before? Dude, I, I love the question. It's uh, I got good questions, you dude. Good, you I should got do good a fucking show. Questions. I should do a podcast, dude. You got a setup here, bro. <laughs> you got a setup. Uh, so all right, my like short background, and we're also gonna talk about mushrooms because uh, love to. they're so involved in this. Oh, I love um, it. but my short background was like I was doing uh college lacrosse, which is yeah, I joke it's the it's the broiest and douchiest thing that you can do, but yeah. I loved it. And I was on track to go into finance and I was just like, this is not, this is not me. Mm -hmm. And, but like all my friends were doing, everyone was doing it. And then one night I just had this, I had started to like move in the direction of performing. I was in Philly and I would lie to my lacrosse team. I'd lie to my fraternity. Where'd you go to school? UPenn. And, uh, Pennsylvania university. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. There's a lot of colleges in Philly, dude. Philly's the There's best. There's like 30 of them right across dude, the street from each other. I spoke at Temple. I did a show trip. at Temple. Did you really? I think Temple's good no, stuff. No, St. John's. St. John's. Great. St. Great. St. Joe's. St. Joe's. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Great stuff, bro. I did a show. <laughs> I did a show at St. Joe's. Uh, I think it was like three years ago, and I asked the um, the program board that booked me yeah. if I could get tickets to the basketball game because I'm a huge college basketball fan. Yeah. And they got me tickets, and it ended up being like this crazy fucking buzzer beater. This guy hit the game-winning shot so at the buzzer. Awesome, man. St. Joe's won. I was like surrounded by all these Philly dudes. Yeah. They were like, yeah, fucking yeah! And I was like, yeah, fucking yeah! It was amazing. It was so that cool. Is, that's um, literally every Philly dude. Yeah, Philly, yeah. Philly dudes yeah. are nuts. But it, it was great. But go on. Uh, oh, man, there's so many good things to talk about. That's one thing I do love about live is just like, and there's a lot of blessings to virtual, all that good stuff. Wait, so what? So you, you were going into finance and oh, you okay, like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, so I was like lying to them and then uh, of, you know, like I would literally play in a lacrosse game Saturday, go to the fraternity party Saturday night, and then Sunday morning I'd sneak off to go do student films in Philly. 
because I was just like, I want to do something performing. Cool. But like when I told, you know, my bro friends, they were like, it's <laughs> queer. Fucking like, nerd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, not the most supportive. Sure. And uh, but I was like, I feel like I have to do this. And then one night, why this was the first time I'd ever eaten mushrooms in my life. I, I thought I was going to see like dancing gnomes. It was not the case. Yeah, you don't. I yeah. made a campfire with like my three good friends, which literally just meant we burned magazines in like our dirt patch <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was just talking about life. My one buddy was like, write this down. So I just like wrote from the heart all night, woke up the next morning, read what I wrote. And I was like, well, that's it. And I stopped doing finance, started doing performing, played plans to move to LA. Wow. Um, this is senior year of college? Yeah. Senior yeah. year. So I literally stopped my major, stopped all that stuff. And I was like, I was like, the, the question was, what do I want to do with my moments on earth? Mm-hmm. And then once that question was in my head, I was like, what the hell am I talking about? Yeah. I'm going to go to do a job I hate mm-hmm. for an outcome I don't want. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know? And this was a steady build, right? It wasn't just a spark. It was in me, but everything. And that's why I love, you know, like where college students and like the years around that are at, because everything in my life system was pushing me towards doing this job which is a great job and a great field and if it's for you yeah but i was like it's just not but it was literally me having to like all my close friends my family everyone be like hey i'm not gonna do everything that we're doing yeah i'm gonna move to the other side of the country and do this wow what was the response from your family (sighs) my mom and dad bless their souls they literally were like think about it and then they were like okay like as long I think they knew that if I was all in, then they're like, okay, mm-hmm. like just my dad is very much like, as long as you're working hard, like as long nice. as you're going hard. Uh, and what, where did they come from? What, what did your parents do? So they career, career folks. My mom married my dad at 19 years old, married for Whoa. 45 years. What? And then they got divorced. Holy shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh wow yeah, what amicably? Divorced? No 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 no. Oh, it was a bad no. Okay, we don't have to talk. <laughs> no about no, it, I'd love but... to. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, dude. Was the it's... was it a happy marriage? So here's the 45 thing. Forty five years. I uh, man, it's um, it, it's such a like just humans. Like my mom got yeah. married when she was nineteen years old. Yeah, got married, had yeah. kids at twenty twenty one. Yeah, and that's then she, similar to mine. Yeah, yeah, and you know I love my dad, but um, he was not a a loving. He did not treat her with a lot of love. Okay, and um, I'm proud of my mom. I'm proud of her because there's another reality. She did it at 65 years old. There's mm-hmm. another reality where she could have just been like, I guess I'll run out the clock here. Fuck. Right. I mean, she is in a parallel universe. Right. She is doing that. Total. Oh, that's you know. So this one, don't she's do probably it, way parallel happier. mom. It's too late. She's already doing Shit, it right now. Yeah, she's sad right now. But we're all sad in a parallel universe. But we're also all super happy in a parallel universe. And in this universe, we're really happy, and that's all that matters. So <laughs> I'm a little sad sometimes in COVID. <laughs> um, that's so. I always, it's always interesting to hear about oh, those gosh. people who are together for like decades, yeah. and then all of a sudden split. Yeah, and like I almost like that in a way because it shows that they really are following the intention of evolving as their yeah. own person because over decades of time 
if you stay in something, you stay, you stay, you stay. Sure, there's a lot of people that benefit from that. But the people who get out of that, that takes such fucking strength and yeah. courage to like stop being in a, a really committed relationship after decades. That's wild. Your parents got married young too? My mom was ooh, 22 or 23. Yeah, yeah. Dad was 20, 21. Yeah. Oh, or it was 21 okay. and 24. Something like that. Yeah. I think my dad was 21 when I was born and my mom was 23. Or maybe it was 20 and 23. It was, it was something in, within wow. that realm. Yeah. So your mom and, and dad, I don't, I don't know much about your family, but mm-hmm. they're like. Well, they're that, divorced now. Okay, but they're not, that, they're not that older than you. No, they're like five years older than me. We hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, no, yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, I grew up with my mom. So yeah. she was like my best friend growing up. It wasn't yeah. even like a mother-son relationship. It was like a hang out and chill. She's like my bro. I was yeah, like yeah, her yeah. little bro. Yeah, you yeah, know? totally. We did like cool bro shit. You know, we went to Sacramento Kings games and snuck down to the locker rooms and got autographs. It was great. That's Um, so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And uh, yeah, so, okay. So you, so they they found out that you wanted to bail. Oh yeah. I know we're bouncing around. I'm excited. I I just want to learn and then we'll bounce around from time to time to side stuff. So best thing that I ever did, man, was I came out to LA and I'm like, doing acting you know cool cool because entourage was on at the time and i'm like yeah or like you know i was also i had no idea what this world was so i was like i guess you do acting and i just remember man i was doing acting and i i was fine at it and like fast forward i did acting stuff i was on modern family and tosh.0 and like cool but i but doing it i never really loved it and at the same time i was coaching high school lacrosse and i started doing comedy and that was like the coolest experience because by day I was coaching high school lacrosse with like 15 to 18 year olds who are like my dudes. And yeah, I yeah. love best thing I've ever done in my life. By the way, I played lacrosse. Dude, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Bruh. Come on. <laughs> did you not know that? I did not I know did. that. So I played, I played, um, I wanted another <laughs> sport because I was always a, a, like a three or four sport guy Come in, on, look until at you. high school. You're, now you're a five. Now I'm a 12 sport <laughs> yeah. guy. Uh, but once I hit high school, I focused on basketball. Yeah, you got game, man. I'm pretty good. Yeah, you got game. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I wanted another sport for like the spring. And when I tried out for the lacrosse team, I had an ankle injury. So I could only try out for goalie. And I ended up being really good at goalie because I got, I have really fast reflexes. So I was making all kinds of crazy fucking saves. We had this guy who played D1 lacrosse. I was coaching us and he was like fresh out of college and he would pull all these moves. And I remember one time he did this like fake yeah. and then flipped it behind his head yeah. as a shot. Hell yeah. And dude, I was holding the net. Right. And all I did was <laughs> nice. and I blocked it with the fucking yeah. edge of my Hell stick. Yeah, man. And, and I knew I did it on purpose. And like, I, but I was, and he was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah, you little bitch. Um, and so I played goalie. Uh, I always wanted to play like MIDI or attack You'd be great. or something. Here's the thing. People but think. But I just never got the stick skills down. Well, that's, so that's the, uh, like to play the sport, like to ante up and play the sport, you got to learn how to use the stick, which is yeah. like, it's a weird thing to use a stick. It is. With a net and it, there's like variables in the net, all that good stuff. But yeah. people are always like, oh, it's like hockey. It kind of is, but it's like basketball. It's basketball. Because the crossover, the splits, yeah. the rolls, yep. how you move an offense. And passing and screw there's screens involved. Yeah. I never yeah. played basketball and I wish I did. Because I'm pretty wet with a lacrosse stick and I'm like, use well, my it's a hands. similar thing. <laughs> like like uh I mean the coordination is completely different between yeah. lacrosse and basketball upper body wise. 
lower body wise, I feel like it's the same because it's short bursts of energy and there's a lot of lateral movement. Yeah. Um, but if you were going to go from lacrosse to basketball, I think that would be harder than going from basketball to lacrosse. Do you ever have the thoughts now? Because it'll still play in my head of like, yeah. all right, what if I just take a couple of years? And, like, I just go all in on basketball or lacrosse. Oh, like, yeah, dude. Maybe just one more run at this. Dude, I think about this all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I literally yeah. think about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, I think I could play, like, like in Croatia. Yeah, for yeah. Oh, you could play in Croatia. <laughs> I, could be, I could play in, like, the Netherlands. Yeah. And make, you know, $500 a month. Because that's what they do out there. They, they don't really make a lot of money. Right. Like, there are so many professional basketball leagues around the world that are lower tier yeah. and like semi semi pro where dudes play yeah but they're getting paid like a thousand bucks a month and they're getting put up in an apartment for free but they're playing because they fucking love to play and the experience of that like and the experience of it and you can play through like your 30s right like, that way right. you can't do that in the nba yeah. once you hit 30 you, it's really hard to get yeah, yeah, into yeah. the league because teams want a franchise player that's younger that they can build up right. in their system. So once you're 30 and you're out of the league and you're in Croatia or something, yeah. like my buddy from uh, Santa Barbara is playing in Sydney now, Orlando Johnson, amazing dude. And he was in the NBA for a while. Yeah. Now he's like, in a, I think he's early 30s, yeah. maybe 31 maybe. Um, so I would, assume, I would hope that he has the opportunity to get back in the league if he wanted. But from a team's point of view, it's like, why would we bring on somebody who maybe has three or four more years left yeah. when we could bring on yeah. somebody who's got 10? Just the business side of it. Yeah, it's business. The, but I love that. I mean, this is a tangent, but I've, I've, gotten, I've been fortunate to play lacrosse. I played in the World Cup with Team Argentina, which was like a bonkers. Holy shit. So you're good at lacrosse. I... So you played D1 lacrosse. I played D1 lacrosse. And then you coached. And then I co I got used to lacrosse coach of the year. This feels like humble brag Are territory. you Argentinian? No, not a lick. How did you play for Argentina? So, <laughs> they're just super welcoming. What? <laughs> you just know like five words of Spanish? Un poco, sí. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, come on. Yeah, yeah, it's good enough. Uh, so, in the last two World Cups ago, I helped them out and just kind of like helped out coaching a little bit. And then the last World Cup. How did you get the coaching gig? So, uh, I coached lacrosse through, in LA. Just through community of lacrosse? I, 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 the coaching lacrosse in LA went well. And mm -hmm. then one guy that I knew had moved to Switzerland and was doing lacrosse in Switzerland. He invited me. He was like, hey, man, can you come out? And so I coached and played in Switzerland for two weeks. And then it was kind of like, a, dude, it's such a truth of life. It was just things lead to things. And then fast forward, I'd done it in 15 countries, like Poland, Slovakia, Argentina, Bulgaria. Like I'd gone and played and coached. So I kind of had that muscle of growing the game. Yeah. And then Argentina has three non-passport spots. They're allowed it. So I tried out in America and then made it down to go play in the Argentinian national championship. And then, yeah. Wow. That was cool. That's amazing. Yeah. You, you played in the fucking World Cup, dude. Yeah, dude. It meant it's, uh, that, was, that was cool. That was freaking cool. Yeah. The best parts of that, man, honestly, were, and this is always the truth. It was the bro outs with the guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh my hang. gosh. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Did you get some run though? Did you get some field action? Did you play? Did you second top goal score? You know oh, saying? you scored? You scored a goal in the World Cup. In the Lacrosse World Cup, you scored a Thir goal. I mean thirty. You scored thirty goals. I mean, this feels like humble bragging. Holy stuff. shit, dude. No, isn't this crazy? Second, or no? Second top goal scorer in the I world. I mean, it's obviously not the prestige of the soccer world cup which has the entire world you don't world have watching. to just 
but my confidence is so fragile. You I'm don't trying have to, to crush like, you a little rock bit. I need me. to bring you back. But down it was. I was getting. I was getting humble braggy. So it's good. Bring me back. No, I want to know. So <laughs> that's so crazy. You you so. What type of audience is there for the lacrosse oh, world? Uh, well, here's the thing, man. It was supposed to be in America is still the hub. Canada. not for lacrosse? In, yeah, America is okay. the number one. Canada has incredible like skill and athletes and all that, but popularity, I'd say it's still number two. Australia is three. England or Germany is probably four. Wait, Canada, it's behind hockey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not basing this off a and lot. It's ahead, but... And in Canada, it's ahead of basketball. Yeah, do do Canadians play basketball? Toronto, Toronto Raptors. That's right. That's won a championship right. A few years right. Ago. It was probably mostly Americans on that roster. Yes. Okay. I would assume. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this is all so lacrosse. So lacrosse. Okay. All right. So okay. Yeah. Oh, bringing it back to all right. So coaching though. So I was coaching it, and what was really funny, man, was I was coaching it at this like pretty like intense, prestigious high school, and the kids and I had a great relationship. The school hated me. The school hated me because I was, but this is part of why I got along with like the, the guys was like, I was coaching them by day. And then I'd literally change in my car and go tell like broy dick jokes at stand up. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, man. So then fast forward, I was doing American Ninja Warrior and I was hosting and I was doing a lot of stand up and it was like, oh, this is who I am. I'm going to be a stand up slash host. And then this little like, I just missed, I missed that one layer of motivation with the guys of like, not only are we having fun and joking, which was what I was doing with hosting and stand up, but like, also I loved like, bro, you didn't think you could do that. And now you just did that. Yeah. Like that mo- yeah, that yeah. part of it. Yeah. Um, so I started doing motivational comedy. For like, uh, for companies. So or were you going I, to open mics like you guys can do it? <laughs> I I believe in you. Knock knock. Who's there? It's you. Open the door and let yourself in. Like that type of stuff. Honestly, that's probably bro, what you did. Verbatim. <laughs> Why'd the chicken cross the road? Because he knew he could. <laughs> Dude, it was. It was literally. How do you one of the- tr- how do you prepare for <laughs> how do you prepare to do motivational comedy? So uh, I mean, there, there's so many different uh, parts of this, but I literally was just like, I want to do this. I don't really see this in the world. There was a guy, Kyle Cease, JP Sears is like, yep. we'll talk more on it, dude, but like an idol to me, and like of just combining humor with like. A Realness, yes. Authenticity, yes. Yeah, I love that how you put that. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I was like, you know what? I don't. I've never seen a motivational comedian. That's what I'm gonna do. And then I just applied to these TEDx talks, and I started to get them. And I was like, oh, cool. So what I, were you putting on your application? Like, I fire people up and make them <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is like, and I don't. I, I know a little about your audience, but I don't. But I, if you want to do something like. Just start doing it. Like, yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. I got into speaking because I wanted to do it, and I just started reaching out to like some organizations that I had loose affiliations with, and I was like, "Can I come speak to?" Like, I reached out to the head coach at Penn, and I was like, "Can I come speak to the team?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was at this Ninja Warrior event, and I was just like talking with an athlete who's amazing, Maggie Thorne, 
And this is such a Maggie Thorne thing to do. She is badass. She was like, what are your dreams? Like literally we're at this event and we have like three seconds before we go and we're about to like hype up these kids. Yeah. And she literally pulls me aside and like such a her thing. She just pulls me aside. She goes, what are your dreams? And I go, I, I really like, I love this. Like I want to speak. And she's like, okay. And then like a month later, she's like, come speak to my female empowerment organization of like, so anyways, man, I did those. I filmed it, put together a tape, sent it off to these TEDx talks. And then that year I did five, you know, TEDx talks, which I was like, okay, like it was a good pat on the butt of go, like mm-hmm. go do it. Yeah. Do you have any of the TEDx talks online? Oh like, yeah, man. Uh, start sucking is one that is about this of like, oh, so, so do you have, when you do a TEDx talk, is it different every time? Do you craft yeah. like a different one? Yeah. And how long are they usually? 15, 20 minutes? Uh, attention span. I would say like 12 to 15 is a good sweet spot. Yeah. The one that you might dig is it's called Victories from Tragedies because I noticed that there was this occurrence that was happening where a tragedy hits a city, a hurricane, a shooting, a bombing. Mm-hmm. And that year or, or soon after, the sports teams win the championship. Happened in New Orleans, happened in Houston, happened in Boston, happened in Vegas with the hockey team. They made it to the finals. And it happened, it happened in uh, Japan after the tsunami. They won the World Cup after in the previous World Cup. Didn't even get out of qualifying. Happened for the Lakers. Happened for the Lakers. So the question, and, and you bring it up to people and they go, oh, it's because they rallied. You're like, well, hold on. These are pro athletes. Yeah. They're supposed to be doing pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just found it fascinating that in this world of, millions of sports performance then there was this variable where all these athletes are just like yo you ready to win this and then they do wow it's cool yeah so now so you did a tedx talk on yeah that and and did your talk stem from that like was that the foundation yeah. of it it happened i think it was after the vegas shooting where their hockey team in the first year then made it to the stanley cup finals where i was like okay there's something there's something going on yeah yeah and it's ultimately, I mean, just to finish the loop on that, it's ultimately, which is a beautiful truth, is that if, if we're doing something for ourselves, we'll do pretty darn well. Yeah. But the moment that other people freaking need us, we find another layer. We find another level of what we can do because it's not about us anymore. It's about other people. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Go. Yeah, bro. What, what were some of the other ones that you did? Um, <laughs> were they all they're, now, now they're all, uh, you call it positive speaking, but they are in essence motivational, right? It is. I mean, now like professionally, I speak on leadership and performance and ultimately though, what a lot of it is, is cause I've dealt with so much. I joked earlier about the confidence thing. I've dealt with so many confidence issues and doubt and just like, in your life. So many, man, mm-hmm. I lost a year of college across from it. I would black, dude, I was very skilled physically, but I would get so nervous. I would black out. I would go on the field. What? I'm not kidding you, man. I would black out and I just, I, I wouldn't be able to remember what was happening. And was this during the game or prior? Oh no, this is during the game. Bro. I would be so what? fucking nervous. And I look back, man, and it kills me. I like, I wish I could talk to that 19 year old. Wow. Um, I just wanted it so bad. And I, do you remember that happening in high school too, when you were growing up? Did you have like performance anxiety? No, I, and it wasn't because high school, I was so driven and I knew what I wanted to do. And I was so good at it that I, every time I played, I was just like time to do it. Yeah. When I got to college, it was this dream that I had for so long 
since like eighth grade, every time I would make a birthday wish or an eyelash, I'm a high school American division on the crossbar, high school American division on the crossbar. I would just like, yeah. So when I got to college and I was like, now is it was, it meant so fucking much to me. Mm. And that anything below like scoring five goals, which like you cannot score five goals. There's no five goal point. So I would mm-hmm. just try to like do it all in one uh, like sweep. And so I would end up like, I think back to like what my coach must have been thinking. Where like I would like get on the field and like shoot from the 40 yard line, which is like not what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, anyways, man. So I, I lost a year to that. And then my junior year, I came back, kind of got my head straight and I led the team in scoring. But it was like. I, I never, ever to this day, and I work with athletes now a lot, I'll never forget, dude, just being 19 years old, crying, like in a bathroom stall, literally, because yeah. I didn't want my team to see me. So, yeah. <laughs> That's so wild. Now, how did you kick that? How, how, did, how, do you, how do you evolve from that into, like, did it just take time? Or were, were there, did you ever have, like, a conversation with somebody who you regard as a mentor or? Um, did you listen to a lot of Gary B? Like, what? <laughs> you know what? I, you know, such a good question. So even when I came back my junior year, I hadn't solved the mental and emotional part. Mm-hmm. I was just outworking it. Meaning like I was yeah. just with pure force. I'll just outwork it. Even if I'm nervous, I'm just going to outwork it and play hard enough to outpower it. It wasn't until I coached high schoolers where I think I was like healing myself by seeing like, Tommy, I think about this kid, Tommy was a freshman and so nervous. Um, and he was starting in one of our big games against our rival and he missed three shots in a row on the doorstep, which is like, bro, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And I remember my college coach would pull me after I missed one. And I remember pulling this kid, Tommy aside and I'm being like, brother, like, Hey man, like, look at me. He was like, not looking at me because he was so like shamed that he hadn't scored. And I was like, Hey man, am I yelling? I'm not yelling at you. Am I benching you? No. I'm like, cause you're going to score the next ones. Dude, he went off and scored six goals. And like, I think that kind of stuff like healed me of what it means to just believe in yourself and others, even if it's not going great. Have you ever seen um, Kobe's documentary Muse? No, but I need to. You should. (laughs) Because he has a section in it, and I've said this on the podcast before. I'll say it a million times probably throughout the course of my life. But he has a section on it in the documentary Muse where he talks about uh carrying yourself as the person you want to become i'm gonna butcher the quote but it's beautiful it's it's kind of like um if you're operating with the mindset that you you've already succeeded at what you want to do then when you reach your goals it won't be intoxicating it won't mess with your head because it's like this is supposed to happen it's Mm. expected it's already been happening and so that's i'm butchering cool. that a little no, bit that's but to beautiful. put it into context like for example he he's talked before that when he was in high school he would carry himself like an nba all-star like like he's a hall of famer at fucking 17 years old and that's a huge yeah reason why he had the career he had right and so you know when i was playing basketball in college and even in high school i was all fucked up i i was nervous all the time i would like be great in pickup games be great in practice and then game day would come and I would pass up a shot or I would like be nervous if I got like yeah. pressure defense because I just wanted to fucking succeed so bad. But I wasn't operating with the mindset that I was already in 
a place where I'm succeeding. Yeah. And if I was, obviously being 16 years old in high school, really hard to, um, to, to digest that thought yeah. and process it. But now it's completely different. And that's, you know, it, it's, it, that's my operating system now. Um, well, it's, it's interesting, man. Why do you think you would pass up the shots then? Uh, probably because I was too nervous of missing them. Yeah. I was too yeah, nervous yeah, of yeah. missing them. Yeah. I'd rather put that pressure on somebody else. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, the day I have a kid, I'm going to be like, no, shoot. You've already yeah. made it. You need to have already made yeah. the shot yeah. before you take it. Yeah. And then if you miss, it's okay. Cause you made the next yeah. one. Yeah. 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 And, so, but I didn't have anybody like that. I'd never had a mentor, true. you know, I it's didn't know true. any of that. Um, I didn't even have this thought that I'm expressing now until yes. I like, you know, within the past 10 years. Um, but it's just interesting. Cause you know, so yeah. somebody like, you know, uh, uh, nervous Alex in college or nervous Brent, yeah. um, isn't operating with that. I think a lot of people don't operate with that too. I think that's why a lot of people oh, yeah. are held back is because they, they, they don't, uh, live with that mindset of the, uh, they've already succeeded and become what they want to be. It's you interesting, know? man. Like, and this is something that I'll bring up now is like, and it, and it happened and we'll, we'll talk about it of like the mushroom aspect, but this weekend of, I've just felt very much, and it's been work that I've been doing of putting together specifically for men and young men groups to improve that, mm -hmm. like literally to get each other's back and work through these, some of these things. Cause like to our point earlier, it's, you can't do that stuff alone. Like yeah. you need, and specifically like guys to get your back if it's that kind of a thing. Yeah. So yeah, man. Do you, do you watch or follow any like motivational type people like Tony Robbins or oh, Gary yeah. Vee or all those guys? 100%. All yeah. of them. Yeah. Literally name them. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we did that video. Uh, yes, man. It's out, right? It's oh, already it's out. out. Motivational it's out. quote people. Did you post it on your Instagram Come yet? on. Yeah, of course, bro. I think Nikki did too. I was backed up with a bunch of stuff, so I haven't yet, but it's on. Yeah, you didn't like it. It's okay. I, no, I do like it. I do like it. I was just, it was like topical type shit and political stuff. I get it, just man. In the way. I get I, it. I put bro. it on my Facebook page. Bro. Um, it's a good one though. It is good. It is good. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who are your favorite people to follow? Who do you really feel oh, like vibrational energy from? I, in my heart, and dude, this is exactly what you're talking about. You have to believe it first. I, and, and that even comes with like worthiness and deserving and enoughness. Um, but like who I want to be in this world is Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, Mel Robbins, Jay Shetty. Um, Who's Jay Shetty? Great dude. He's a monk, but like a cool monk. <laughs> Like, that's probably the best way to put it. Like, what, so he's like a monk that deals weed or what? Like, he's got, he's like tatted up. He's a good looking dude. He's uh -huh. relatable, super positive, super. He communicates all of the, the awesomeness of monkhood, if that's the word, but mm -hmm. like super relatable. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, you'll, he's, he's a boss. Cool. Um, yeah, man. So that's what I just feel like I need to and want to do with my moments on earth. And, uh, I mean, I'm. It's perspective because I'm encouraged that I'm on that journey. Um, but that's what I After want to After that night where you did those mushrooms, what, what's your relationship with mushrooms been like? Yeah, let's do today. it. Today. <laughs> today, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I don't You're know. Microdosing? You got like mushrooms <laughs> in there, dude? Yeah. You're just drinking no, mushroom no. powder? But I would. Um, <laughs> so that changed my life. So from then on, I was like, mushrooms are not a like party thing. They are a sacred. Oh, 100%. They're yeah. medicine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I hadn't done them in five years. I found myself at a similar crossroads. I was in LA. I was doing all these different things, but I'm like, what do I really want to do? 
And so I had it again, very differently. I paid 400 bucks. Holy it was shit. curated in the Hollywood Hills by like very different experience. For like a session? Yeah. Whoa. And, uh, but it was beautiful. And then since then, I've. Well, did you have like a shaman? Yeah, something like that. I, honestly, her name was like Deborah. I don't think she was a shaman. <laughs> No, dude. Her name has to be like like Rainwater or something for it to be legit. Yeah, yeah it was Rainwater Deborah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it you and a couple other people? Yeah, it was very curated. We like wrote yeah. and like had intentions going in, and there was cool. guides. Yeah. Since then, I've also gotten back to like so basically, man. Like 2020 has not been my favorite year. Why not? <laughs> and That's like, weird. I uh, I look at people who. Listen, we can talk a lot on it, but anyways, I had found myself not really feeling like myself for part of, for a lot of it, and so I needed some kind of a kickstart, and just yeah. like, so this past weekend, uh, I went out, got an Airbnb in Temecula alone, and was like, bro. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, you're gonna, you're gonna have some moments with you, and yeah. so. That's I, really healthy, by the way. I, I do that a lot. Every, yes. every couple months, I take a weekend to myself. I don't tell anybody where I'm going. I love it. And I just cruise. I love and that. I just go. Yes. And usually I bring mushrooms. I think that's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's just what I found is it, you know, it's a heart opener. And so that's where I had like a lot of beautiful moments. So I did that on, uh, on Sunday night and it was just like, it was so good, man. There was like healing moments of like literally me talking to little seven-year-old me. It's good. Of like, yeah. And, and it's so funny, man. That stuff is easy to eye roll at or dismiss. Like I come from East coast type a, like. It's easy to dismiss that stuff as like, yeah, yeah, you're going to talk to your little self. Bro, we're just big kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just big kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I had an interesting moment, which I haven't brought up to anyone, but this, I mean, you're the dude, is of envisioning my future. Like, I was talking to little me, seven me, and then I want to keep exploring it, but it was me, the future me talking to me. Ooh. And that was something really interesting. That's cool. Because I was like, oh, of course. Like, if I can be here and talk to, you know, I say seven-year-old, but it was like, I was going back to some of my, like, moments that I didn't love being yeah. a kid yeah. and talking to that me. Why wouldn't that exist for the future me talking to me now? Yeah. Of course it does. Did you get a download? Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, the biggest part of it was... And this is all part of it, man, of like, I'm forming these like men's groups of my basic thing was I made a list of men I admire and I'm not on the list. And the basic, what came to me was like, become a man you admire, become a man you admire. Like you can, of course you can. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And the men, the men's group of, of, uh, I have a few friends in like the spiritual and conscious communities that have done men's groups sure. or women's groups or empowerment things. And yeah, um, I think it's really cool. I, yeah. I think it's great. I, I did kind of that last time I was in Austin, I was hanging out with JP. We did a version of that. Um, and it was awesome. It was really Hell yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, the one that I'm forming now is I have, I have not seen someone do it for the bros. Yeah. If, if I'm being real. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And so I'm putting together these groups of like, listen, maybe you're in a fraternity or you played basketball or lacrosse or like you still need support. You don't have to be like. Well, and you also need um, like a channel for emotional expression yes. without feeling hesitant because yes. you're going to be 
mocked or made fun of. Yes. You know? The way we would, I would for sure make fun of my friends in college <laughs> for getting 100%. emotional. Be like, shut up, you little bitch, dude. <laughs> Drink that fireball, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to go, dude. It's time to crush puss, dude. Shut the phone. I want to hear about your fucking dreams, dude. We got dreams tonight of crushing puss, dude. Until it's 3 a.m. and you're on the porch, <laughs> hammered, and yeah. Yeah, just eating nachos. And then yeah, that's yeah. when the sharing happened. Yeah, 100%. Is over a, a bucket of nachos at 3 in the morning. Um, that's really cool. So, so you're forming the groups. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you still doing mushrooms regularly? Or oh, is no. It only so on I, those trips? I want to uh, keep them as a, you know, I don't mean to be like cliche with it, but like a sacred thing. So I'm right now. I currently with 2020 and everything like that, I do feel like, um, now is the time to heal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it just is. And to really, you know, get ingrained of God, dude, your biceps are fantastic on that. Oh yeah. That's real. Yeah. I am I'm very vascular just to, I, I, I got distracted by Brent's image of just his, physique yeah. are you kidding me yeah that's the banner for the podcast on the tv over there it's, um, um distracting i'm really i'm really good looking i'm <laughs> i'm in really good shape i'm very good looking uh i've actually been vegan all week this have week. you how's that yeah going? i'm trying to recover from all the christmas stuff i ate oh i totally get that because i was yeah, doing man. pasta and heavy stuff Dude, and I love cream your pasta and cheese cooking. oh bro you gotta come over for pasta sunday oh. when i move into the new place i'm gonna start doing pasta sundays more regularly oh, bro my mom's italian ardelia canzanero yeah i'm like i'm in what's your last name my last name's... No, hers, hers. Oh, Canzanero. Can, do you know where she's from in Italy? Naples and Sicily. Her family's from yeah. Naples and Sicily. Yeah. Those are two very different places. That's cool. Naples is pizza, Sicily is oranges and pistachios. Sicilians supposedly are like kind of a little sketch. Uh, I think Naples is a little sketch too. Naples is a little... Is my fan might be sketch. Na- uh, Sicily <laughs> is like historically where a lot of the families have come from, like the Got big it. families. Yeah, right? I'm in the families. Yeah, You're, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, it's so funny. Whenever somebody, two Italian people talk, they're always like, oh, you're Italian too? Let's talk about Italian too, bro. Where's your family from? Oh, yeah. fucking yeah. yeah. Dude, me too. You ever I, had pasta? <laughs> I love Italian culture. It's Morgan's Italian thing. too, right? He's half i believe oh, maybe a, a little less than half um but yeah but my family's from the south grandfather's from the south grandmother from the north um but yeah over christmas it was just mad food like pasta almost every night yeah. crazy cheese oh, yeah. tons of meat and so i'm trying to get back yeah. into the um i, I need my, i need my footwork back so oh i i've been doing intermittent fasting every day tonight i'm gonna have a big fat steak and then i'm gonna <laughs> move on back into the meat diet yeah. for the rest of the month but I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, you're okay, the mushrooms. Do you, oh, you yeah. do it's it's sacred. Have you ever microdosed? So I have done I did a program that was microdosing ayahuasca. Whoa. But but not like the super intense ayahuasca. I, I think it's like I've I think heard of like, people doing that. that there's like root intense. and there's leaf, or there's like stem and leaf. I think leaf is the like real intense. This was like stem. Okay. And uh you're taking like it was very, very guided, like a program. So you're not like self-medicating and it's, you take it literally like a spoonful. So yeah. you're not uh, like, literally I was doing very professional stuff and training and competing with American Ninja Warrior. Like, it's not like you're like on. Yeah, you're not pla- floating in. a cloud. No, it's just like um, supposed to just like open you up a little bit more to what you're doing. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I got a buddy that microdoses mushrooms and he taught me how and you take all the, um, I can either confirm nor deny that I do this. Uh, but 
He takes all the mushrooms and he puts them in a coffee grinder yeah. or a blender. Because the psilocybin in mushrooms is not evenly dispersed. You could have a little bit that has nothing. You have a little I bit see. that has it all. So he um, blends it all up into a powder or like a really crushed up form uh, and then puts it in capsules. Got it. And so I have that. Or I mean, I don't have that. I mean, I might have that. And so I <laughs> should I not have said the ayahuasca thing? Is that now you're making I me feel know. like I don't really think also it though, matters. like maybe I didn't do that dude. for us. Yeah. Maybe he was lying for us though. It's like, we're not ever going to be looking to get hired by a fortune 500 company. And if we Actually, are I better am. for our brand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck it, dude. Those people are all doing shit. Yeah. Honestly, Everybody, people do meth that work for yeah. like that, that are like financial advisors and they're doing meth yeah. at noon. The, the, yeah, it's the, crazy. What people I think are going to and need to keep growing, you know, growing up with a maturing also, is, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, yeah. but I actively want to bring the stigma down from mushrooms, which is why oh, I, yeah. I really enjoyed talking about it. So, you know what? Fuck it. I have that in my room right now, and I'm microdosing every once in a while um, because it's a medicine. And when yeah. you treat it like a medicine, it helps you when you don't abuse it. You know, you could abuse Tylenol yeah. and get super high. But you treat it like a medicine because it helps. Um, although, fuck Tylenol because Big Pharma, whatever. Totally. So I would love to bring the stigma of mushrooms down. The, the uh, path that weed has taken has been beautiful. And hopefully that stigma will be completely erased once fucking people that are right wing figure out that it's yeah. good for the economy to yeah. legalize it. Um, and then... Uh, well, I, think, I think mushrooms are legal in Denver now. They are. Colorado, and everything's or... legal in Portland. Really? Right? Wasn't that the bill that just passed uh, they just, in November? It feels like I, such a billboard. I think every, like, you can get caught with like a bag of meth, and they'll be like, hey, have a good day. <laughs> it's Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so funny, I would love for there to be no stigma for mushrooms yeah. and for that to be fully decriminalized. Um, well, I cannot confirm or so deny useful. the ayahuasca mushroom thing. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Yeah. Maybe I'm not. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, what do you... Uh, are you trying to do like a um, long TED talk, like a, a TED special? Is that something that's ever I happened before? I, or where are you trying to take the positive speaking? So I love what I do, which is it is speaking at companies and organizations and universities and mm -hmm. sports teams and high schools. And I love that. So that like I'm all in and I want to keep doing that. It's like it's beautiful that it it has all the motivation stuff, but it also satisfies my like stand-up performer part of me yeah. because i i do it all like serves the greater points but like i have like 10 or 15 minutes of stand-up in the 50 minutes that i'm up there just sporadically sporadically put like in. a joke or two here and oh there. my gosh yeah. yeah and i do down the road want to do a motivational comedy special um i think like mark birbiglia is a good example of like you know there's a way to do comedy with like storytelling yes yeah yeah he does hit different obviously because yes. he's more comedy and totally. storytelling but yeah that's really cool i i don't know what kyle kyle sees kyle sees he's very much now in coaching i don't think he does stand-up anymore yeah but but um, he started as a stand-up yes yeah and honestly you know who does it the best the the people that i've seen do this craft the best which is mix comedy with uh like merit are pastors Right. Pastors are freaking funny. Yeah, dude. They're energetic. They they're great engaging. Stage presence. And they're there for like an hour. Yeah. Granted. Headliners. They dude. don't have to come up with a lot of their content. And they have no openers. <laughs> yeah. They have yeah, opening yeah. for them, Jesus. 
<laughs> Jesus is opening for the pastors. Dude, that's it. Yeah. 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 Falling off on that. Oh gosh. That's man. cool. Have you ever, do you go to church? Are you religious? So it's funny, man. I, my mom being, you know, she was Italian Catholic really repelled the church after that because I think she had to deal with a lot of like, you know, organizational BS. Yeah. So I joke that I'm new to religion or new to spirit. Not, not, not. So let's separate religion and spirituality. But I sometimes go to church. Well, when it was live, because I loved the community feel. Yeah. I just loved it. Like, oh my gosh, man, a hundred people are all here vibing. Like you look around, everyone's just like eyes closed, feeling good. Their music. Yeah. Like churches do it right. Their yeah. music slaps. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I would go, I'm not, I need to learn more about Jesus because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know about that part of it yet of yeah. like, but the overall, like what spirituality stands for. I'm in, I love the like betterment and community and feel good positivity yes. everybody's a family yes yeah i love that yeah i never went to church um except for funerals growing up oof <laughs> that was interesting it. yeah reason to be pulled in yeah that, yeah that was it uh but i feel like i might just start going every once in a while yeah. just to check it out kind of yeah you know oh man if come to mosaic with me okay or vintage also is where i've started going recently yeah sure i'll go to church with you bro Bros, church, church and pasta, church and pasta, bros. Name a better combo. <laughs> <laughs> church in the morning, pasta at night, baby. Bang yeah, out. I was, a lift. I was thinking about going just the other day, just to like be in a space that's peaceful and quiet and positive. Um, yeah, man. Not so. I'm not interested in accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. um, although I respect everybody who does, it's totally cool. I would never talk down on yeah. that or shame that in any way. Right. But it, I have my own system of belief that's helped me through challenging times and continues to do so. I, I'm um, curious on that system of belief, man. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. It's, I, it's, that's all what I just said is complete bullshit. I have no idea. Uh, but it makes me sound cool. And that's I have I a step-by-step -step system. <laughs> I have a step-by-step -step plan called Brent's <laughs> guide to being spiritually dope. Yeah. <laughs> the father, the son and the holy sickness. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I've adopted uh, tenets from multiple religious ideologies yeah. over the years, and I continue to do so, and I bring some in, and I toss some out, and I bring some in, and I toss some out. Oh, I love that, man. Um, and it's, uh, to me, it's just about what works for you, and for some people, every single word in the Bible works for them. Fucking great, dude, as yeah. long as you're not hurting anyone, and for other people, every single thing that L. Ron Hubbard wrote works for them. Totally. And, you know, a little weird. A little bit weird, but you know what? Yeah. Don't hurt anyone, and we're good. Um, so for me, it's like I've read Taoism and Buddhism and That's beautiful. Uh, some other stuff. My buddy, my best friend for my for life is uh, Muslim, um, and he his whole family was born in Afghanistan. He's uh. the first in his family to be born in America. Uh, we grew up together, and he's spoken to me a lot about the Quran and a lot of the teachings of the Quran. And there's a lot of love in the Quran that I really identify with. That's super um, cool. Yeah. So it's just about, and I'm still learning. Like I couldn't tell you a passage from the Quran right now, but, uh, you know, via conversations like yeah. this and with other people and just random readings once in a while. Um, well, I think we should, I mean, to get a better sense of what I believe in teams are dangerous man and like this even goes into politics and it goes it's it's dangerous when we say this is our team and i'm not open to anything else that's that's not our team yeah and uh 
I think that's like, it's just not the way to be about things. Like you can be passionate yeah. and confident and, and, and fiery about your beliefs while still being open to like the awesomeness of other people's beliefs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tribalism thing. It's like there's a tox there's a toxic level you hit mm. in tribal tribalism is like inherent. It's just natural. We're all gonna have a tribe of friends that we get along with better than those types of people. We're all gonna have a sports team that we like and we fucking hate the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, when it gets toxic is when you stab somebody for wearing a Raiders jersey. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the levels of tribalism, some are healthier than others. Yeah, the, the, the current one, and we don't have to go into too much, but the, the current big teams of red and blue is not good. Oh, it's wild, dude. I've been purple-pilled. I was purple-pilled. You know, you know the phrase, you've been red-pilled. Yeah. From Matrix yeah, yeah, yeah. is where it started. But now it's like when you get red-pilled, the connotation seems to be, oh, you've recognize that Republicans are getting everything right and conservative values are what's going to bring this country forward. That to me, and maybe I'm getting it wrong a little bit. Oh, and blue pill is you see the and blue pill. Yes. So purple is your combo platter. Yeah. Purple is you realize, Oh, all these people are fuckheads and this is ridiculous. And while not everything is able to have a middle ground yeah. on the whole wide scope, when you average it out, most things it, it will point you toward the middle. Like some things, I believe fully left. Some things I believe fully right. But having taken the purple pill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I have seen a lot of madness on both sides. Oh yeah, that people are kind of refused to see madness and also goodness. I mean, one thing that I love about the travel part of speaking, and I'm sure you're saying with with stand up, is like it's brought me to places where I've done cities, you know, Philly and Phoenix and and. New York City and yeah. all that. And then also, man, I've done talks in like Missouri. small town Arkansas. Exactly. Yeah. I've yeah. been to Nebraska and Iowa many times. And the such good hearted, beautiful, high character people. Yeah. And it's just it's a shame that we like we think the people in cities are terrible or the people in rural America are terrible because they're not. Yeah. They're awesome. Dude, they're they're so just living nice. different realities. So different. Yeah. Yeah. I and that's why I love traveling. That's the biggest thing I yes. miss from stand up. Same. Well, second to actually doing stand up. Totally. But like <laughs> I even more than the the cool conversations with folks after the shows or like selling merch yeah, or yeah, hanging yeah. out with other comics, second to actually performing is traveling to yeah. me for me. Yeah. I loved it, dude. I've seen the coolest fucking places. I drove all the way across the entire state of Missouri once to love do that. shows. And um it's beautiful. And that, yeah, I mean, that's part of the whole purple pill that I've yeah. swallowed is just being able to see and experience the people and cultures that make up dude, perp America. Me up. Perp you me want up. a purple pill, dude? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll give you a purple just don't pill, get baby. it with your uh, may or may not mushroom pills. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one's great. Yeah, the purple pill will turn you up. Dude. Does it taste great? How do you floating? Oh, mm-hmm. dude, floating school. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird time. To be in. We thought 2021 was going to be cooler, but it's probably going to be wilder. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's such an odd thing to think about, like, okay, because we're adding a different number, our reality is going to be right. different, you know? Right. Um, I just, man, I hope we can... I just miss a lot of I'm I'm down with like you know, listen you can't go you can't go through life as a rear view like this is going to be a new way we go but there are parts of the old uh, that we love 
mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in the world love that we don't want to say goodbye to. Yeah. You know, and we'll update in 2.0 it, but um, I do miss people being people and people being together. What are some of the things that you think are within what you just said that, that people uh, don't want to le- let go or, or um, I'll say, I mean, events, I think anything that brings people together. Yeah. I think, I think people are hardwired differently, man. There's introverts and extroverts. And I think some people may not miss all that stuff and it might sound terrible. Yeah. I mean, we all know the people who are something and that's blessings, you know, if, it's, if you don't want to go to this stuff, but I think there's so many people who want to have a big dinner party with friends who want to go to a concert, who want to go pop down to their local restaurant that has like a jazz musician in the corner and, yeah. you know, talk to their neighbors down the street. Like there's just such beautiful moments of humanity that I crave and I feel a lot of people long for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you working on anything, any new talks that have any of that? That's a beautiful, you know, like it's a beautiful connection and how we can create more community and culture is a big theme in what I talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just shining more light on that. And that's also like, if this hits with anyone listening to of these, these communities of men that I'm putting together and young men, it's literally like just bringing together groups to help each other enjoy and be better in life. Yeah. yeah. Coming out of, okay. Talking to a positive speaker because tw- 2020 probably caused more depression and emotional and mental negativity than any other year. And I know classifying it just as a year is, is a little weird, but we'll call it the pandemic mm. and everything related to the pandemic. Yeah. Every, everything. Job losses, business closures, yeah. mask mandates, uh, politics, yeah. um, uh, social movements, justice, and police brutality cases, and the the yeah the landscape of events that happened between March and December of 2020 yeah. has caused more negativity than probably any nine month span, mm. at least in my lifetime. Um, so what do you what <laughs> coming out of that? Do you foresee, like, how, 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 how do you think people should approach coming out of the pandemic over the next, like, two years? Like, what, what are you going to be saying to people? How are you going to rework your positive messaging to match what's currently happening? Because before, yeah. your positive messaging is, like, it's beautiful. It's based on what you've been through. It's based on... um you know, your experiences and, 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 and people you look up to, but now you have this like year yeah. of insanity to work with. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the things that you think people should be pulling from that to like move forward? Dude, with it's it? a great question. And honestly, even that term positive speaking is like, that's not even really what I do. Uh, it's like, I'll say that title sometimes, but it's, it's, it's speaking. That's what I like. It is. It's communicating. And I try to shine a light on, more positivity and hope and optimism because if given the choice, which we all have with like, screw this, this is dismal. I'm out or like, okay, what can we make of this? I'm going to go with what can we make of this? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really what I think this time is, is to also be aware of what this time is. And that's also what I've had to take to heart as well is like, there is a balance to this world. There is a balance. However, like you breathe in, you breathe out. The tide comes in, the tide comes out. The n- there's night, there's day. Like 
sun, the moon, there is a balance to this world. And so one thing, you know, and I've talked with someone about it in my own life, because I have like a coach and person that I talk with, mm-hmm. um, is like, this is a time to do some stuff to be ready to bloom, you yeah. know, and maybe there are areas where you can bloom right now in your life. And if there are, whether those are friendships or relationships or self-care to shine a light on those. Um, but to not, what I'm challenging myself is to not get through this time. Life is too damn short to get through any heartbeats that you have mm-hmm. and to just embrace what can this time be? Yeah. So instead of just like, so like, instead of just surviving, like thriving, yeah, F that. Yeah. Try to thrive. And, and, and maybe it's, you know, maybe it's that gap between survive and thrive that you, that you're in, which is like, Ugh, I gotta yeah. like, I think that's where a lot of people are like, I got to dig into some shit here. I got to yeah. like work through some stuff to, in order to hopefully thrive in the future. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. And you see a lot of people doing that in the comedy world. I mean, people, I've seen a lot of people just kind of sitting back waiting for shit to get done so they could go back to their open mics. Yeah. And I've seen other people, um, quadruple their following because they're pumping out content right. and, and pivoting like yeah. JP. Yeah. You know, he, he's pumping out two or three videos a week. Yeah. He's quadrupled his following on Instagram wow. and during the pandemic. Um, so yeah, it's a choice. I think it's yeah. a choice. Do you think it's, Here's a question, though. Do you think it's a choice that people make? Do you think it's a conscious choice that people make on, on whether or not to pivot and thrive instead of survive? Or do you think that there are elements to people's individual personalities that don't yes. even allow them to have that option? You know? So, I mean, we all have our own makeup. We all have nature and nurture. We all came out of the womb in a certain way, and then we're playing on a game board that was different depending on who we were, where we are, who we're with, and that shaped who we are. So you're one of one, (laughs) like not to go cliche, like in snowflake, but you are, you are one of one. And I think it's, it's super important that I communicate as positive as I am and as happy as I am. And as much as I love life, which all those things, man, I do. I get sad. I get Mm -hmm. super bummed, uh, negative and depressed. And like mornings are tough for me. And that's the moment when I wake up where I really, really, really have to like focus and try to chip away on little things that get me back to feeling good and feeling excited and, and, and engaged in, in mornings, this life. Huh? Mornings are my, where I've navigated that. And, and I have little tools that I have in my tool belt to help me, whether that is like having something in the morning that I'm excited about or engaged with. Whether that's like listening to positive tunes or like reciting, uh, you know, I am beliefs about me mm-hmm. and my life and what I want for myself. Um, it goes back to the Kobe thing, like envisioning that future self. So anyways, I, I just don't want to ever come across like delirious, go lucky, happy guy 24 seven because that's not who I am. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a morning routine? I, I am formalizing that now because cool. just like sports, like I'm realizing the importance of structure with it. So I'm kind of looking at the different tools that I have and I want to make a recipe and a routine. So it's just going. Yeah. Um, but those ingredients like waking up and I think that space between when you wake up and when you get up is a beautiful, you're, you're half in subconscious dreamland, you're half on this planet mm-hmm. and it's a pretty like sacred moment to focus up and ingrain yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Set yeah. a tone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I wake up as soon as I wake up, 
I I like sit for a few seconds and I look at the window and just see the light coming in. Love that. A little bit. Have have my moment. And then I immediately chug this much water. How much water is this? I chug a full one of these. Love that. What is it? It's on your bed? 18 ounces. Yeah. It's right next to my bed. It's on my nightstand. Yeah. So I, I sit up out of bed, throw that water in my body. Yeah, get it in suck there. Suck it down. Yeah, I, I, with you. Yeah. Cold shower. You freeze, do a cold shower. Freezing cold shower. Um, I would do a cold di- cold dip if I had a pool yeah, or something. Yeah, that's part of my dream, yeah. Um, to- have you seen the Tony Robbins documentary? You see what he has? Yeah, it's badass. That, that little fucking I love it. dip station. I want that in a steam room. Yeah. That's part of my future self. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I'll, uh, 15 minutes of yoga, and, um, and then I'm in. When do you check then your I'm phone? Um, not until after the yoga. I love that. I don't check in with the world until I've checked in with myself. You like that shit? Snap. Uh, and, and so, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll do yoga and then I'll work out immediately. And then I don't check my phone until after the workout. That's cool. But usually email right after yoga. But what? social yeah. media, not until after workout. Do you wake up same time every day? I am now. I'm starting to now. Yeah. I'm starting to do eight o'clock. Because um, you probably I, I do like stuff at night. I would like to get that to seven. I do. I'm up, I, I, I'm up I do really too. late. I'm up until midnight or 1230. Yeah. I, so, I'm and I you. need my seven to eight hours. With you, yeah, yeah. I we're, would like to do. Um, I would like to be waking up at six thirty or seven, but as soon as stand up starts up again, yeah. I'm gonna be out every night yeah. until twelve or one, yeah. and that's just not possible. Yeah. So uh, I don't really go. I don't even go off of wake up times anymore. I go off of as soon as I'm in bed. I need eight hours until I'm getting out of bed. Yeah. So if that's at two a.m., sometimes I'm doing these videos yeah. overnight. I'm going to bed at five a.m. Yeah, damn. And yeah. so I'll set my alarm for three p.m. Uh, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's cool. It's once you get into that routine, I yeah. come out and make my smoothie. I do coffee sometimes, yeah. and uh, it's all a yoga. It's all a, somebody described it to me once as a or a yogi described it to me once as like yoga isn't just yoga poses and stretching. The the mentality of yoga. Finding your yoga, your yoga can be you wake up, you boil water, you put it in the French press, you press down slowly. Something meditative, simple. It's meditative to get you into your flow, into your flow of life, whatever that is. So for my buddy, um, I forgot what his was. His is his his smoothie. He does his morning smoothie with like 30 ingredients because he's got all these crazy powders and shit. And and like organic fucking nuts named... Brian or whatever. <laughs> and so he that's his yoga. Yeah. And uh you can find your yoga and it doesn't have to it should be yoga and stretching because it's very good for your totally. body and will help you live longer, but it doesn't have to be. It can be something else, you know? Um so that's been really important. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I there's I love like med- active meditations which like I like doing dishes, I like folding laundry, I like You like doing dishes, bro? I don't love it, but I like that I'm simple focused My on mom one likes things. doing dishes. It's the meditative quality of it. It's simple. Yeah. You're focused on something with your hands. It occupies that side of your brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I love making the smoothies too because people make fun of me because I'll put anything in it. I'll put cauliflower and Brussels sprouts because like- What? You just want to get them in my That's body. That's crazy. I just want to get it in my body. It might not be Doesn't a smoothie. Doesn't it taste like dirt? Yeah, it's awful. But oh, uh, no, it's not that bad. It's basically I blend a salad. <laughs> and then I chug it because I'm like, do you put salad, salad dressing in, in there? <laughs> no, maybe right, I should. Me, what are the ingredients in that salad smoothie, dude? Uh, so it changes depending on what I got, but always carrots, celery. I love like lemon, ginger. If I got a little apple or blueberry. Oh, okay, so and you're then, going like, juice, spinach, style. juice style. 
Well, I blend it. It's a smoothie. Yeah. But, um, and then if I have like a vegetable, like cauliflower Brussels sprouts, I just toss it in. Just like get in my stomach. Okay. Yeah. What about um, like proteins? Do you ever do nut butters or powders? Or um, I do milk, a little. I mean, especially with Ninja Hemp. Warrior, I just don't want to get big. I'm I'm bigger oh, now because okay. of yeah, the last six months of like whatever this time period. But now of these last months and the road ahead, I want to just because quite literally, like you need to be strong and solid, but you need to be pretty uh, dynamic. Yeah. Be, yeah. So I don't. I try to not do too much protein. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's wild. I used to do smoothies like that with the ginger and a bunch of veggies, but now it's, it's, uh, more recovery and muscle building. Things. Yeah. Cause I usually have my, I haven't even had it yet. I'm, I'm going to have my first smoothie. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to watch you. What is it? it? It's, it's 12, 15. Um, so my, mine's, uh, what do I do? A banana. I do pea milk from, pea milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from plant pro plants, pea, pea plants. Yeah, pea plants. Uh, okay. it's got, <laughs> it's got a lot of, it's really good. It's got yeah. like, uh, aminos and omegas and oh yeah eight grams of protein per cup it's phenomenal and it tastes like milk it's delicious uh banana pea milk almond butter collagen and hemp protein or some other type of veggie protein and then spinach and frozen blueberries and it's a Beautiful. meal it's a meal oh yeah It'll keep me going all day yeah when's the next time you eat uh maybe i'll have like some meat sticks or some like organic jerky as a snack like an hour or two later and then um maybe three hours after the smoothie i'll have a big meal yeah like a bunch of eggs or something or like a bunch of tuna two cans of tuna and then maybe another snack later like some nuts or whatever i didn't eat before like eggs or tuna i'll have it later yeah and then dinner around eight Nice. And then three hours. I I don't eat for three hours before I go to bed. Yeah. Same. I'm trying to, yeah. Yeah. Trying to eat at like, especially with like the trainings, eat at like six or six 30 and then not eat again after that. It's tough around like 10 or 11. You get pretty hungry, but I'm just like, I try to like breathe through it. Yeah. And then- <laughs> Dude, it's hard to eat on the road when you're doing shows on the road. It's really 100%. hard. You know what I found is a good little hack is just going to grocery stores. Yeah. That's what I started doing. Yeah. yeah. You got to. Yeah. I would go to grocery stores and get like uh prepackaged chicken or whatever yeah. that's pre-cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes the only grocery store is Walmart. <laughs> I know, man. I but they have like an organic them. section now, so I get like you know the five prepacked salads. You'll love this, man. What is it? Walmart is the biggest, like one of the biggest Amazon-y things in the world. But why is it that I have a like endearing mom and pop feeling about it when I about go in Walmart? there? Yes, branding. How is that possible, They built that man. shit so perfectly, dude. Because everybody they showed in their commercials looks like your grandparents. Right. The greeters <laughs> in, in the commercials, they look like your grandparents. Their logo is a little smiley face button that yeah. looks like it's from the 80s. Yeah. Um, all that shit. Like, they built this. They built their brand to look mom and pop. Yeah. And even, it, it's so simple, too. It's just blue. And then Walmart is big, bold letters that yeah. don't look metallic. They don't look futuristic. They look yeah. like... If if you took the Walmart logo and you put it in a pamphlet from the forties, it would fit. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's not like um what's a good example of something now that's like uh I don't know, like um the new Burger King logo or like all these logos that get like updated or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Vaughn's is like big giant red letters, it's in your I don't face like and Vons. shit. Vons is- I don't fuck with Vaughn's. Yeah. But I think that's I think that's a big part of it. 
Yeah. You know? And they suck you in, dude. They suck you in. I used to go to Costco in college. We'd get tons of shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But I now, like Ralph's. You like Ralph's? Yeah, man. Ra- here's... Do you have an organic place near you? So we, we, we can talk a lot on this, man. <laughs> yeah, let's uh... talk about groceries for the rest of the show. <laughs> what do we got? Like 15 more minutes? Yeah, let's talk about groceries. All right, we can pivot. We can pivot. <laughs> People are like, wow, that really went off the edge yeah, there at the I end. I was with him for the lacrosse and the motivational stuff and mushrooms. But... About the time we started gawking on uh, Brent's biceps. That's where we went off the rails. <laughs> well, all right. Well, now you, you've been doing online stuff. So yeah. have you been doing corporate events? Yeah. Now, yeah. nothing live, though? Or have you done any live stuff? No, one. The only live thing I did was I talked to some an, uh, in Austin, some American Ninja Warrior young teams there, you know, distancey, whatever. But um, I haven't done live, uh, haven't done live since March like seventh. Yeah, and um, I I miss it. <laughs> are, are you are you gonna jump back on it as soon as you're able to? As soon as I mean, you know. I fully understand, you know, why organizations and universities associations need to be uh, cautious and safety first and all of that good stuff. When it does come back to being a reality, heck yeah, I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. All in. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lifer with this, man. I've had the, I've had the heart-to-heart moments of what I want to do with my time on earth, and it's, it's this. Cool. And that's also led me to these groups and forming more virtual communities for betterment. Cause like I do one-on-one, like I work with a pro athlete, a pro golfer now on, you know, the umbrella term is mental and emotional fitness, but really what we do is we just talk about life and yeah. talk about things going on in his life and just getting a little more clarity and, and support with it and strategy. Yeah. You're going to write a book. Yeah, man. So that's yeah. on the, the I'm going to write a book. I hope you do, man. Yeah. I, I almost, when you started talking about all the religious stuff, broism popped in my head. Broism, that's But I don't want to put you in a box. All right, man. this isn't about me. I totally interrupted yes, and stole your I was on the are you, I want to know Pell about your show. book. No, no, I, I, dude, I asked you, I said, are you going to write a book? And then I immediately said, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> um, that's my ego, like diving for is. an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So I, Page one. That yeah. is part of your plan, 100%. I guess, if, you, if you can even call it a plan. 100%. I need to, where I'm at in my journey is I need to like plant that North star of, you know, branding exactly what we are. And even the fact that I'm like bouncing around of like, I'm a professional, you know, positive it's, I need to kind of, so there's a a title that I've been workshopping for it. Um, but I know like the content is what I'm so passionate about, which Mm -hmm. is people believing in themselves, being honest of the goals they really want. And then the how, like the book is like, how do you make that happen? So whatever you want for yourself. Okay. Awesome. Having awareness of really like what you want, but then how do you overcome the fears and the failures and the challenges to actually do it? Cause like that's been my whole freaking life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, the, the working title is, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to, oh, whatever, uh, is, uh, is, you don't have to, if you don't, yeah, is fail proof. Cool. Um, become the unstoppable you. You need to copyright that immediately. Okay. Please don't steal it. <laughs> don't if you're steal listening. it, guys. Just like it's 2020. We're all like, come on, just, we're, we're doing our best. Trying? Yeah, like, please don't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> you like that though? I do. Okay. I, do. I like it a lot. TM. Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. C with the little circle. C with the circle. It. Yeah. Circle yeah. That's great, dude. Oh, okay, um, cool. Thank I, you. I man. love it. I think I that's really cool, that, bro. Yeah, and and the TED stuff is awesome too. I. I'm, what I'm most excited for is to see the people around me, like you or JP or Morgan, who's like doing all the, like you, between, let's just take that example. Okay. Me, you, 
Morgan, my current roommate, yeah. who I will soon not be living with. And I love him, but I'm just moving. Yeah. Um, and JP Sears. Yeah. We are all in a similar world doing very different things. Yes. And what I'm most excited for is to see in the next 10 years yeah. what new blueprints we each create. You know, Ooh. because like uh, Andrew Schultz yeah. created a blueprint beast and he did it himself. Netflix gave him a bag of money and then he did it for them and he did it without mm. anybody else. He, he put all his money into his own spot, did it all. That's a, he created a blueprint for himself. I see that and I'm like, dope. Fuck that blueprint. I'm going to make my own. I love that. Right. And so now you're making your own. Morgan's making his own. JP's got his own. And I'm just stoked to see what I love that, man. what that what kind of building that blueprint yields. You know? you know what's also cool about what you said, man, is you said 10 years and that goes to the patience piece of like, because I in my head, I'm like in 10 years, like hell yeah, I, I almost like my shoulders relaxed a little bit when you said that. Yeah, because I wasn't like this spring, dude, that's what I was doing five years ago. I was like, dude, I, I'm going to have a million dollars by 26. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm 17 right now, but yeah, yeah, totally. know, hypothetically, yeah, yeah. when yeah. I was 25, five years ago, totally. Um, I'm 17 right now. And let's talk about age after this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Do you no, get, we I, won't. I, I don't no. share my age. Do you not share your age? <laughs> I, I always say I'm 17. Because you like, are. Always. Because I am. I'm just telling the truth. Um, but I mean, right, I think I'm, I'm on one of those weird like YouTuber celebrity websites and they, okay. have, they have my I birthday. See. So it's easily, it's easy to figure out, but you could also just listen to me when I say that I'm 17. Mm. Anyways, the patience thing is so fucking huge, dude, because, um, it's just, it's like, I can't stress enough. It's something I remind myself of every day because I remember starting stand up and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a special in a year. Yeah. How could I not? I'm right. amazing. Yeah. I think I learned it more being in LA than I, than I would have learned it anywhere else. Cause I was forced to see, yeah. like it forced me to be like, Oh, this takes a long time. What is your, or is this, uh, unfolding? Or are you keeping it tight? Just what is your blueprint? Oh, uh, I, I don't have one. Yeah. yeah I don't have one. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I do, but it's like, I'm just going to keep doing, I'm just going to keep moving. Yeah. You know, I don't have, I don't have like, Win it like in, in if you're a basketball player, you have won an NBA championship as the end of the road, right? Career wise, like what better thing can you do mm. in your basketball? Obviously, off the court, there's a million different things you can do. Yeah. But on the court, is win an NBA championship. For a comedian or, or an independent creator, there's so many different NBA championships. Yes, totally. You know, there's a special. There's a pilot. There's a show. There's a movie. There's this. There's that. There's Stand this. Tour. There's that. There's a tour. There's an album. There's um, a Grammy. There's mm -hmm. there's a like all there's so yeah. many things yeah. in the diaspora of Ooh, good word thank you siri uh, what is diaspora <laughs> diaspora i, I don't think know. it's diaspora I don't know. um in the in the landscape of potential goals there's just so many things that yeah. i don't even like saying them out loud i, I just want to keep moving yeah yeah man that's um you're reinvigorating me of like also and we'll talk more about this but like you've reinvigorated me of I think I've stopped doing more comedy just because of what I was. I'm reinvigorated to bring comedy back into my life more, yeah. especially in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Thanks, bro. I'm excited for you, dude. Yeah, man. I'm excited for you. Bro. We haven't talked about dating or love life. I will save that for the next okay, one. Okay, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you if they want to watch your TED Talks and everything? Oh, yeah, man. Or uh, if they want to be part of your... Uh, men's groups. Yeah, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Alex Weber. 
on all of the things, and uh, I'll send you a, a That's link. I'm Alex. I am yeah, A-L-E-X. Yes. So you have to spell I'm. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate it. Um, I'm Alex Weber on all the things. So letter I, letter M, I'm. Alex Weber. Alex Weber with one B. Yeah. Um, I got to make that less confusing. And then I'll get you a link for the, the men's groups, but um, yeah, I'll put I'm, it in I'm the passionate about it, man. I, cool. I really think it's going to be a beautiful... Uh, if you're looking for, if you're like longing for that, that brotherhood piece, I think it's going to be a good thing. Amazing. Yeah. What, what's your favorite Ted talk that you've done? If you could pick one, you've done a couple, you've done a lot. I would say start sucking is jump start in sucking. with that one. Okay. Make sure you type that into YouTube and not Pornhub. So you're going to get a very, different... I know some of the comments. Don't type that it into Google. Wrote, I was like, <laughs> come on. YouTube. <laughs> uh, dude, I love you so much. Bro. I love you, bro. Thanks Truly. For, thanks for I admire you. I admire you, bro. We shall admire each other, and we shall rise together. I love you, bro. Pasta Sundays. We'll do it soon. See you guys. And that's it, man. Positivity is key, baby. Positivity is key. Positivity, patience. Um, guys, follow Alex Weber at I'm Alex Weber on Instagram. Check out his TEDx talks online. You can check him out on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube because we're about to do big things with the pod, baby. We are moving on up in the world. This is the year of leveling up. Leveling, leveling up. This is the year of leveling up. I said it in the last episode, I am moving, actually. I'm moving to a new space, and I am going to create the next level of this podcast studio, um, which isn't necessarily going to be like Rogan's, but it will be uh, a giant step up from what you're watching on YouTube right now, um, if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this, it'll probably sound a little bit better because I'm going to have a new space. Uh, anyways, I would love, 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 love if you would subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and um, subscribe to it on Spotify. Anywhere you're listening to this or watching this, just subscribe because that would be a huge help to me and a huge help to the pod so that we can all make it better together because at the end of the day, this is for you. All right. Everything I do is for you. Just kidding. It's actually for me first, but you're a close second. I love you so much. <laughs> Guys, have a great week. And uh, I'll see you next week, man. Peace and love.